The following podcast contains adult themes, adult humour, and adult language. It is not intended for children. Additionally, none of the studio guests are medical professionals, and nothing said on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. Occasionally, you may hear a chicken noise. So, <clears throat> we've had an answering message. Oh, have we? I bet you didn't even know we had a, a number. That's new. Yeah, yeah. 028 um, <laughs> 123 6034. <laughs> that is a real number. Who is that? Yeah, number is that? That's, that's the ground level number. You is can it? try it later. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, listen to this. Hello there, it's Gavin. Things have been getting pretty serious in your show recently, so I thought I'd give you a subject matter that would bring you back down to ground level, so to speak. Drinking, not drinking, and hangovers. First of all, how do you cope with not being able to drink for whatever reason while people around you are getting hammered? Secondly, as a bunch of party people who are quite regularly hungover live on air, do you have any good hangover cures to share? I've got a great one, which I've sent by email. Cheers. <laughs> well, it, it is convenient that I'm hungover. <laughs> Why are you hungover? Oh, I've been out. We'll talk about that later, but yeah. do you have any hangover, hangover cures? Uh, grapefruit. I know that's what you <laughs> You're listening to the Ground Level Podcast with Dennis Jose Francois. Hello. Brownie. Hello. And me, Lofty. This is a discussion show for the rest of us. The one where we look at everyday problems suffered by everyday people and try to come up with a few solutions. It just depends how across the ground level. I was pretty, uh, no, I am pretty good. And then I've just been throwing a bit of a curveball. Oh, really? Mm. Um, why is that? Yeah, why is that? Why is that? Well, because it sounds like Brownie's kidnapping me for the rest of the day and evening. I am. And After the podcast, I'm hijacking you. Until tomorrow. Unfortunately, <laughs> listeners, we can't really say why right now, although I might record an additional bit after Lofty's gone. Yeah. To yeah. explain to everybody what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It sounds like everyone's in on it though, apart from me, which is good. Maybe. Maybe but not. Can't, so can't. Yeah. No. Can't but, but there are little things like Katie telling me today to wear a shirt. Like she wouldn't really. She never really tells me what to wear. Yeah. So and like she made a point of saying that last night and mm. and this morning. Well, and me deciding to do the podcast unusually early. Hmm. Yeah, I really thought about that either, yeah. Dennis is normally the one that says, I can't do it at 12.30. It has to be like three or something. Thanks for being so accommodating. But that shows you how much groundwork might have been put in. Yeah, there's lots of little cogs turning into day's plans. And you're so easy to do this to. Yeah, you're really easy. You trust me so much. Yeah. I love it. Is it, is it going to just be in bad? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. I think, I think he's had too much information. Yeah, to be I honest. think so, yeah. let's, let's, just, let's just roll on. So, Brownie. Hello. Uh, what's, uh, you look fabulous, I Thank should just you. say. Just seeing as you're just going out for a drink. Yeah, for um, <laughs> what's on your mind? Uh, I'm too happy to say this now, but revenge. 
<laughs> now that does not sound good. Shifty. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, we were just talking in the office the other day, and there must have been some, some something on the news or wherever about revenge tactics and things like um, if your ex-boyfriend goes on holiday, break into his house, put loads of watercress seeds on the carpet and water it, oh. and it grows really quickly on the carpet. It's <laughs> like stuff like that, or. Um, First of all, can, can I just stop you right there? Right, because if you're going to commit breaking and entering, right? Wouldn't I mean watercress seeds on the carpet? You may as well go a bit further than that. Yeah. Because yeah, well, I got this. Thing. I got this tip from. Uh, oh, you got more? Yeah. Oh, go on. So the other one I love this one is you get the curtain rails <laughs> and unscrew it and just and stuff it full of prawns. Especially yeah. if it's above a radiator. That's the one I was going to mention. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can't really is... tell where the smell's coming from. <laughs> and that'll be the last place you look. Yeah. I love that one. That so it's sewn good. into the hem of the curtains, I've been, oh, is what I've been good. told. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, they're both good ones. So what, what really has brought this on? How come this is on your mind? I uh, can't really say in too much detail. But you know sometimes <laughs> when you just think... <laughs> I'm not happy with that. And I would love one day to really act out out some really intelligent revenge. Not just, oh, I hate you, I'm going to go smash all your windows or something. Like Michael Douglas, the game kind of revenge. What what, what do you think of the current change in law regarding the interesting topic of revenge porn? Oh, So revenge porn has been made illegal. So first of all, the fact that there is such a thing as revenge porn. So revenge porn. It's not really revenge porn. You know what revenge porn is, right? The, I suppose it's you know filming and then so that when you become an ex, ex-partner you put it on yeah so, so, so uh, uploading I'm just going to delete a few things uh, up, up, <laughs> that's uh, why I need your phone uploading naked pictures of previous yeah. partners videos of you having sex with previous partners that is blah, 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 blah. and that's called revenge porn that is now illegal I believe it's considered a form of slander or so um, or worse it's illegal and carries what sort of... I, I, I don't know. This is very recent. This is like the last few, last few weeks. It's, there's been some kind of bill mm. gone through I Parliament. I find it interesting that a su- subject like this could become come illegal and go through Parliament, which suggests that there might be a few politicians with things mm-hmm. that they might yeah. want to hide. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's, but, a couple, there's a couple of dodgy things going on with politicians. But know, see, this goes back to a conversation we had a couple of podcasts ago about you know naked celeb pictures right mm-hmm. what I, I don't understand why you would do something like video yourself having sex with a casual partner knowing that it could be his later for yeah. revenge maybe it's like it's some 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 subconscious narcissistic kind of trait you just pick the most difficult words for you to say those are pretty big words uh, whoa yeah, no, stop drinking like at that, five <laughs> Some people love all that, don't they? It's your sexual preference. Some people like bonking sheep, but you know. <laughs> bonking that. sheep? Yeah. When was the last time that word was used? <laughs> On like 84. <laughs> bonking. You know, it's just what some oh, people are turn. Some people aren't, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think, I think. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, and don't take this the wrong way, but I would never, never get on your bad side because I think there could be, like, like what you were talking about now, the revenge yeah. side of things. If someone was, I don't think you would do it, but I think you'd be very fucking good at it. Well, the if thought you did it, is all that I have. I have it. a plan in my head, and I would never do it because I, I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't just be mean to someone else like that. But I have. It's all planned out. Should I need it? Revenge so, has yeah. no fury like brownie scorn. Exactly. <sighs> I need to know. I want to find out about this plan. Maybe what not. Plan? 
plan. Yeah, that plan. Oh, it's well, not a revenge plan. No, yeah. no, no, no. We're talking about something else. Oh, I can tell you the revenge plan when we yeah. go out later for my mm. other plan. <laughs> wow. Have you ever sought revenge upon someone? Um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've, well, kind of. I nearly went through with it, but I didn't. Yeah. What, would you, what would you have done? What was revenge going to be? Uh, probably get me into trouble if I... Would it be fairly it. obvious as to who it was and why? It involved, it involved some money changing hands involving gypsies. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, well, yeah. I, think, I think we better not... not, not yeah. And you must have been pretty angry. Yeah. Uh, so, what about you, Branny? Any revenge? Uh, I don't think I've ever actually carried any revenge out yet. See, yes. I, I was advised because I was ripped off in business some years ago that a good way of getting revenge, and I will not say if, if or if I did not do this, uh, was to order a, sh- uh, a shipment of sand and mm-hmm. uh, delivered and tipped into their front garden. Oh, that's a good one. So you yeah, can go builder's merchant, just say, hey, I'll pay, you pay for it up front and you deliver it to this address, just tip it in the front garden, we're going to dig it up. Wow, that is I know, good. I know, I know, um, I know a good, quite a good revenge. Well, I think it's quite a good revenge story. When um, I used one of the first jobs I had when I came out of university, and I was in it for about three or four years, and um, we were all working in the same working in the same company, and there was this guy who just always would bring no food in, and he'd go into the refrigerator, uh. pick stuff out of the refrigerator, didn't matter whose it was, and eat it. And it was this one guy that I was really good friends with that he kept doing it to. And I was like, that's, you know, that is really out of order. And it was blatant that he was doing it. And then there's this other guy who, he was a bit of a, bit of a, like a chef on the choir and he made this cake and he brought the cake in. We all came in early one day and he put the cake in the fridge and he said, do not eat the cake. No one mm. touched the cake. And uh, of course, the guy that was nicking stuff touched the cake, and he spent the rest of the day on the toilet, oh. <laughs> which I thought was really good. Wow. And he never, ever, ever touched anything again. Good. I did. Fridge. I had thinking about it while you were telling that story. I did have an ex once that wasn't very nice, and um, I did. I scratched some of his vinyl. He had a massive vinyl collection, so I got some of his better ones and scratched them and just put them back in the sleeves. That's not massive revenge thing. What you could one further step. Yeah. What you could have done is scratch them and then put them back in other sleeves. Oh yeah. I think yeah, that didn't have much been, time. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah. No, that would have been really <laughs> Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So, um, what's on your mind? <laughs> what's been on your mind? What's been on my? I don't know. There wasn't really much on my mind. I'll be honest. Until I came here, and then Brownie telling me that we're doing something today, and I'm not going back to Sheen. You ain't evening. going home. Um, sounds quite ominous, but I'm quite looking forward to it. So, so that's perhaps kind of on my maybe mind. surprises are on your mind. Now. Yeah. Mm. What do you so. think of surprises, Lofty? Do you like them? <laughs> You've got no choice, really. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I've got. I don't really know what it. I think I know roughly what it's about. I think. Well, yeah, I do know what it's about now, but I'm not sure what we're doing at all. See, no. I think surprises are. I, I both like and dislike surprises mm-hmm. because I, you know, I think surprises are good if they're good natured. But I don't, I don't think you know you can always predict when someone's going to take you a don't surprise. Well, <laughs> well, no, but some people think it's funny to drop. You know, it's like the kind of things, like for instance, things I don't like are the kind of things that ladsy groups of guys will do yeah. to someone yeah. on a stag do, for instance. Mm. I'm never, I'm never going to be down with See, debagging someone. Okay. So I can definitely comment on that one. That one. So my stag do is coming up on like the ninth and tenth of. April. Yes. And uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I believe it's somehow, the eleventh and twelfth, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah something like yeah. that. And somehow, <laughs> somehow I managed to I managed to let slip to Chris Lincoln of all people that oh. I've got a phobia of midgets, which really is one of the worst things I've ever said in my entire life. Mm. Um, well, you have mentioned yeah. that on the podcast before. Yeah. Though. So I, to be fair, anybody, everybody knows. I just, yeah. So I, I, I just got to suck it up. What a better phrase. Right. Yeah. See, those kind of surprises I'm not down with because it annoys. Surprises that will end up embarrassing the person are not. Yeah. I don't think they're cool. I just need to make a quick call. Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> surprises that, you know, everybody enjoys and the person yeah, enjoys. Yeah, I like a good heard. surprise. And yeah. sometimes organising a surprise can be an absolute headache. I organise, for an ex girlfriend of mine, I organise a really good surprise party mm. in another country. Oh, wow. Um, which we was totally, totally full. So we were living in Holland. Um, I had previously lived in Germany. She was German. And we used to, every now and again, go across the border for the weekend. We'd go to visit friends in Germany. We lived in Eindhoven and we'd visit Dusseldorf. It's an hour's drive. And we'd go out clubbing, partying, stay with friends and stuff. And it was her birthday. And I said, oh, why don't we go to Germany for the weekend? And she was like, yeah, fine, we'll go out and stuff. But I, 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 because I wanted to organise this party, surprise party, for what I did is about four, a month earlier, I, I said to her, you know, Viola, if uh, anything ever happened to either of us, I wouldn't know who to contact. So I think we should give each other all of the phone numbers of all of our closest friends. And oh, I'm like, all right. So she gave me the number of all of her closest yeah. friends, that, like school friends, family and everything. So I was like, sweet. So I basically rang, I arranged with one of my friends that we'd have the party at his house. I contacted them all. They all went there. Mm. Um, we had friends over from England and everything. She didn't suspect the thing. We went over to Germany and I said, uh, you know, I said to her, before we go out, we're just going to go over to Mark's place to have dinner and then we're going to go out. She's like, yeah, fine. She didn't suspect anything. We walked into his house. There's like a table for 15 laid out or something. Yeah, she didn't nice. even bat an yeah. eyelid. To <laughs> like, and until suddenly everybody jumped out and was like, surprise! Yeah. Right, and she was like, and it, and it was funny because it took her quite a while mm. to, you know, to, to really figure out what's going on. Yeah. The look of bewilderment on her that. face. Yeah. The, like the complexity that was involved. My, that was cool. I know you didn't come to that, but my mum's 60th birthday. Oh, yeah, birthday. So that was, that was awesome. And like, that was, that was um, like a few years ago. And we managed to get about, I think about 40, maybe 45 people coming. And there was people from, like, from Germany and France and stuff. And then right at the last minute, it was like my my uncle outside chatting to someone like and I was trying to get everyone in and my mum arrived at the venue with everyone inside and she's like well Richard what are you doing here and he's like uh, I'm, I'm on a date <laughs> and she fell for it <laughs> but yeah I've got a photo of her face literally as she's coming in the door and she's looking at all these different people and realising like them that it's like this big surprise yeah, yeah that's and nice. like she said afterwards that it was better than her wedding day oh that's oh. great which was really nice yeah well, an ex of mine I organised his 21st and um so I organised the party or I was trying to get him to the party but I was doing the after party back at my house so while we were trying I was trying to leave I was getting all these phone calls about when are you going to be out of your house so that we can get the decks in and blah 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 and my friend Ian phoned there was no noise in the background so I'm chatting to him saying no no I'm going out I'm going out then my ex, my boyfriend at the time, I said, oh, who was that on the phone? So I said, oh, um, I don't know, Helen. And he could clearly hear that it had been a man's voice. So <laughs> from that moment, we had a blazing route in the oh, car. No. Or, no, but all the way to the point we got to the surprise party, he's still really having a go at me in the car, like, oh, you're cheating on me, blah, blah, blah. And so he walked all the way through all the balloons, the happy birthday signs, yelling at me as we went in. And everyone was there going, surprise! Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He didn't 
And then, did, at what point did he click? Just at that point when everyone says surprise, and he's like, oh, right. <laughs> did, was he apologetic? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Up? Oh, yeah. what, what, that night? <laughs> surprise! <laughs> yeah, don't. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> I like surprises, they're good. Yeah. I do like surprises. Dennis, what's on your mind? Well, neighbourly stuff is on my mind today. Mm. We've had an issue the last few days where the lady two floors down Mm. has got water running down her walls and she's gone to the guy upstairs and he's like, well, nothing's leaking here, but then his walls are damp as well. Mm. So he's come up here to ask... You know, <clears throat> up here to the studio <clears throat> uh, to ask if we've got to ask if we've got any um, leaking stuff. And I, you know, he's come in, he's looked around. There's no leaking anything up here. It's absolutely bone dry. And they're so right they're, below you. Yeah, they're right below us. So they've gone back downstairs. Now the lady, now he rents, we rent. She's an owner, so and she's quite aggressive. Mm. It turns out that lady, and he doesn't even want to talk to her. But so yesterday we had this round of plumbers come round checking stuff and they had to pull up tiles and everything and and but because everybody's got different landlords and then there's a an overall um sort of management company like the plumber was up here and his landlord wanted our plumber to go downstairs but in order to do that our landlord had to speak to the agency oh which had to speak to God. his landlord which had to and it was just ridiculous yeah. and you know and it was just but at the same time the lady downstairs and it is quite bad in her flat mm. she's just like flipping out but mm. it's nobody it's one of these things which is nobody's fault no one can find a leak mm. anyway it must be something is it bad have you seen it definitely? I haven't seen it Gavin's seen it um, he says yeah you know, it's mm. definitely there's, there's like there's stuff coming down the walls not constantly but the, the interesting thing is when we moved in um, there was the, the landlord told us that there had been some kind of flood up here. And yeah, the, I remember and, you telling me that right. at the time. Yeah, and um, we had the first few weeks. The um, we had these guys come round to do damp control with damp measuring meters and a dryer and stuff. Mm. And when they come into our bathroom, they were like, "There's nothing going on up here." And I was like, "You know, there was like a there was like a little weird stain on the ceiling." And the landlord had told us it's because the previous tenants had lost control of the shower, <laughs> right? It had got it, it sprayed water onto the ceiling and flooded it down. And I thought that's the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. Yeah. And it was obviously rubbish. That was not where that came from. So we're in this weird situation where nobody's really at fault. Um, and but we've got one neighbour who's really and she's also cheesed off because the neighbour below her has got is playing really loud music, but she's mm. just blaming everyone. She's just like on a war path yeah. about everything. And it must be it must be pretty hectic though. If you've yeah, got she, one, she's a one parent. Not, she's a one parent mother yeah, mm. as well, yeah. and um, and she owns the flat, and and so she must feel like she's under siege, and yeah. like we're literally all scared of bumping into her on the staircase. Um, so I was like, well, you know, how do you no, deal you, with that? I don't think you can do much about it, can you? Not really, no. But if you are doing stuff about it, and you're being told that it's not your problem then at least you're doing something if you were turning around to her and saying well i'm not even looking into it then yeah yeah that's a different matter the problem is she hasn't got an answer no and all the obvious things have been looked at yeah, yeah. so i was just wondering if you guys had any problems like that so like we've spoken before about noisy parties and stuff but what happens when you know your bathroom leaks into your neighbor's house or yeah. something like that i don't or... think i've ever had Suffer with anything like that. I've no. had neighbours that have hated me, but um, <laughs> as for the past I think na- I think liking your neighbours is uh, quite a um, re- well, not liking them, but being next to nice neighbours is definitely potluck. Yeah, we've like, got lots of lovely neighbours. Yeah, mm. I think it, it, you can, it can definitely go one of two ways for sure. 
mm. and we're really lucky where we live the next door neighbours to us are really really nice on both sides the the woman who's a hairdresser next to us she's a little bit crazy and she calls she says that she has in the summer she has parties on a Thursday and she calls them the shameless parties uh, <laughs> but she's alright and then uh, the other the other side they're really cool as well and they're coming to the wedding so, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Nice. yeah. Mm. yeah shameless parties yeah apparently have you seen one of these? Uh, I've I've heard the tail end of one, yeah, and I can kind of see what she's talking about. Oh. Have you be, ever been invited to one? No, not yet, no, no. Do you reckon you could just rock up? Oh yeah, definitely. Can it's we like, mm, Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yes, I've but, never really suffered with anything like that. I have lived in a block of flats like this before. Right. And um, no, all our neighbours were quite nice, really. I mean, I grew up on a, you know, in a, I've always grown up on like housing estates and stuff. Oh, he's got a trash, you know. From the projects. <laughs> I am from the projects. Um, so I'm quite used. I'm, I'm really quite conscious about noise and I'm quite conscious about running Have taps and stuff. Have you always been stuff. conscious of noise and stuff? Yes, because when I was a kid, uh, we moved into a... Uh, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Always conscious of noise? Yeah. Oh, I've got some parties at your house where it's been really noisy. Yeah, but... Ah, right. So let me tell you about that. Like All those parties we've had at, at our place, neighbours have always been away from them. Uh, okay. Do you find it that way? Yeah, well, it's always been convenient. We've been really lucky. So at, in Ballum and at Cricklade, we would always do them on bank holiday weekends, and we've always had neighbours who just go up, like the French lot and the Greek lot, right. and the, and the Scottish lot. They just go away. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we in fact in Ballum, when I used to live with uh, Ingrid and Mel and Toby, we one day got a we got a card from our next door neighbours apologising about the noise because of their because <laughs> yeah. of their baby. And we were like, that's ridiculous. We actually had taste speaker stacks still going. Do you know what I mean? Right. We we're like, that's crazy. Yeah. So the thing is, though, those are houses which are quite old and well built, and the noise doesn't really travel. Mm. But in here. It's like you could punch your hand through that wall. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, when I when okay. I was growing up, when I was about ten, eleven, we moved into a block like this one, and um, our neighbours downstairs uh, were really. I don't know. I sort of felt my dad felt that he was a bit racist, and that they were just angry at having a black family in the block mm. because we were the first one in there, and they had been living there for quite some time. I don't know if it was that, but he used to complain about every noise. You know, one day my dad, I remember my dad had a blazing row with the guy because he described us, me and my sister, probably me, as being little elephants running around the house. Oh. And my dad was like, you're not, you know, no one speak about my kids like yeah. that. And then they got on fabulously. <laughs> yeah. I think he had it out with him. Yeah. But um, but my mum was always like, you know, don't push the chairs back across the floor, yeah, yeah. lift them up and stuff and don't make noise for the neighbours. My mum still lives in that house and... Mm. The, the people that live around her now, like the upstairs neighbours, have got five kids. Wow. And it's just mental when they yeah. run their life. Luckily, their bedtime is probably about seven or eight in the evening. Mm. So, Yeah, okay. no, our neighbours apologised to us recently because they have had a loft extension. So they came around to apologise for the scaffolding and stuff that was going up. And I was like, seriously, you just never need to apologise. It's us yeah. that just have... Like people like Sophie hanging over the gate going, <laughs> or, or, or Andy, Andy throwing up in the neighbour's garden, which he, uh, oh, really? which he did at Cricklade, yeah, he mm. just like, oh, I'm going to be sick, and he just vomited into the neighbour's yeah, garden. Yeah, funny, that. he did that quite a few times at our house. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's got a lot to offer. He has got a lot. When he said, like, I'm getting married, I was like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> this is revenge. I, my, my best memory of Andy was like, at our, at our house in Gateside Road, and we were having a party there, and there was um, um, Dave Joyce's ex-wife, 
Um, yeah. So her name, so, so Victoria, right? That yeah. was her name, and and she hated being called Vicky. Yes, right. Yeah. And Andy was just sat next to her like for about three hours. Yeah. Going, so Vicky, tell me about your name, <laughs> Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. And she's going, if you fucking call me Vicky one more time, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna yeah. get you. Before you say the end of this, you know she did karate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no way, I'll get on the wrong side of her. And so he's like, he's like, okay, and waits for about ten minutes, and then goes. Vicky, Vicky, and they like burst out of those French doors and they were chasing each other yeah, around yeah. the garden. That was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, you don't want to mess with Victoria. No. no, no, no. He, I bet he had bad hangovers. No, I don't know. Well, actually, I can say this, that he's sort of drinking out a low alcohol beer. But I don't think he does, actually. I think he just, you know, there were people who just roll with it. Yeah. So, so that's actually quite a good segue. Well done. Yeah. Hey, that's right, bitches. Yeah, that's right. Well you may not see me again after this. <laughs> It just depends how close to ground level you are. Can you see the hurt? Can you see the pain? Can you feel the rain coming like a train of thought? Yeah, so hangovers. Mm. Um, Who's hangover today? I am. Are you a little I know, bit I know, I, No, because I know the difference though. I know now what really, really causes the hangover. Okay. And that, those are shots for sure. Jägermeister, Zambuca, add that into. <laughs> gonna have a hangover tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Look at your face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if I just stick to one drink, and I think that's quite a common thing, stick to one drink, then I'll be all right. I'll be okay. Plus, I also had about 14 days sleep last night. What? Well, <laughs> so I'm gonna do. I don't. I don't get on with beer very well because of hangovers. Like if I can get drunk on vodka, I will have a way less ha- bad hangover oh. than if I get drunk on beer. And last night. I, I was on beer. I only had three pints of Amstel, mm. so I wasn't drunk. But that is enough to give me a headache this morning. But, mm. but so pint, draft pints rather than bottles. Yes. Have you tried drinking bottles? Again? Well, yeah. Well, when I lived in Holland, I just used to drink Belgian and Dutch beer, which and is the other. I, I bet you didn't get. Headache. No, I didn't actually. And it, the, the even though they're much quality. stronger, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. And definitely I think also case. when you're having it out of a pump. There's the chances of like the lines and stuff being dirty. See, I don't suffer hangovers very well, and like even the smallest amount renders me quite useless to oh, the world. Although I'm I'm quite good at still just carrying on, like you know, recording a podcast yeah. or something like that. But then I, which is probably I should just go and curl up in bed. Mm. But I believe that you've got to punish yourself to not. To make sure you don't do it again. This is why I don't. This is why you don't see me as drunk as most other people. Yeah. Like, I hate hangovers yeah. that much. I had a, I had a really bad hangover last weekend. Um, I can't remember where what I did the night before, but I was drinking <laughs> well, quite, like, quite, <laughs> like, quite a lot of shots, quite a lot of beers. And then I oh know was. Yeah, I better do remember that was when I was out with my mum at a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, and I was really yeah I was really really drunk and. Um, in the morning, I had a killer headache, like really bad headache. Don't often get them. And then me and Katie were just laughing about stuff. And we were laughing about stuff for about half an hour, all kinds of stuff. And it, the hangover went. Yeah. Like, went away from laughing. Why do, you, why yeah. do you get that? that I get that. When you're hungover, everything is funny. Yeah. Like, really funny. Yeah. Melissa's you get like it really bad. Yeah. But you, you think everything is quite funny. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Melissa's yeah. hilarious on a hangover. It's funny. It's weird. Well, it's really funny, moody. Funny. No, no, no. Funny. Just oh, like yeah. she actually quite enjoys having hangovers yeah, and she's really silly and stuff. Well, I'm, see, I'm not like that. I'm like mm. a. a Beer with a bad headache. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, my sister is like that. I'm not, I'm not good at that at all. No. So what about hangover cures then? Laughter. 
Which After I found I came out last weekend. I've never heard that before. Uh, someone was telling me in the week that to have two paracetamol and uh, about three or four glasses of water before you go to bed. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's normally what I do. Alcohol so, before bed is... Yeah. Well, they say that um, hangovers are it's believed, because there's not really much research been done into hangovers, mm. believe it or not. Mm. And um, they say that one of the common thoughts now is that hangovers are an inflammatory response in your body. So anti-inflammatories are the best kind of painkiller. So... Uh, ibuprofen yeah, nurofen yeah. rather than paracetamol plus with paracetamol and mixing paracetamol and alcohol that's the bad one you shouldn't actually have paracetamol when you've been drinking alcohol uh, okay. um, so I've been told but Gavin uh, like you said mailed in this uh, uh, <laughs> mailed in this cure which is this the um, same Gavin that left the answer phone yes okay. he said, he said, and he mailed, emails as well yeah he does yeah uh, he mailed in this cure obviously it was too complicated for him to say with his heavy Northern Irish accent um <laughs> That was given to him apparently by a doctor friend, okay. and this is what. Now I have actually heard this before and seen it administered. And everybody who does this says it just instantly works, right? So it's one Barocca, uh, an Alka, two tabs of Alka Seltzer, yes. a Diarolite sachet, Ooh. some Zantac, only if you have a bad stomach, with three quarters of a pint of water. Fucking you hell. do the whole cocktail in one go, hangover gone. And most people I know, have done, I've never done it, but oh. most people I know who have done that. <laughs> folding that up for tomorrow <laughs> so um, that came from a doctor it was a doctor in Glasgow oh, I might add <laughs> all those doctors in Glasgow listening but but you can tell like the Zantac deals with your stomach the Diarolite is for yeah. rehydration there's the um, whatever was for the headache have you, have, you had a diar- have you had Diarolite before yeah do you think it, t- it tastes like milk doesn't it you get different flavoured ones, don't you? Yeah, but even the red, even There's the black, black one, one, kind yeah. of like it's this milky kind of thing. It's and you don't, you don't like barocas, you just said. No, but really. the, the thing is with that, you've got to drink it and take it down and keep it down. So Alka Seltzer and coffee, I think we might have mentioned this before. Not together. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but like they're quite nice to just if you're going to be sick straight away, they're quite nice to just throw straight back up because bubbly. Do you think I need at the beginning of the podcast to put a disclaimer saying that none of us are medical professionals? <laughs> <laughs> just to, we don't yes. want to die. Alright, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, don't do this at home, kids. Yeah. But coffee, if if you have a cup of coffee and then and then it just comes like bounces back up. It's quite nice. It's just like coffee coming back out again. I can't think of anything <laughs> worse. <laughs> but I don't think I'd be able to keep that down before I go out. I like I like to chop up a pink grapefruit and then I put it in the fridge because it's really juicy. It's really juicy and cold. And then in the morning, as soon as I wake up, I've got a hangover. All I want is that grapefruit. That's making me feel worse. Really? Like grapefruit and coffee. Oh, I love it. Like, oh yeah, so do you, coffee. Do, do you remember that um, that that program that was on for a while called Brainiac Science Abuse? Mm. That and Richard Hammond. Yeah, dude, yeah dude, I, do, I do remember it. Right. But... So they did a very non-scientific hangover cure test where they got this group of like nine people out and they got them absolutely blitzed, mm. put them in a hotel. Next morning, split them into three groups of three, and group one. They gave meds too, like paracetamol, you know, Alka-Seltzer, that kind of stuff. Group two, they did the greasy breakfast. And group three, um, they did hair of the dog. Okay. And the results were, and they said, you know, this is not very scientific, mm. but the hair of the dog people had the imme- most immediate cure. The hair yeah. of the dog. The hair, hair of the dog. Here we go. Hair of the dog people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Had the, had the, most, had the most immediate um, recovery. Okay. But then they just got drunk again. Late. They just had a hangover yeah, yeah. again later on. <laughs> so all you're doing is offsetting it. Uh, and But the, the the best all-round cure was the greasy breakfast. Well, do you know what? Oh, it's a good well. job you say that because I went out yesterday and I bought sausage and bacon and eggs and beans and bread. In preparation for tomorrow morning? For tomorrow morning, yeah. But where, how are you going to do all of that on a campfire stove? <laughs> I'm going to get Jim to do it and bring it to us. Okay. 
Darcy won't be having any. He'll be tied to a lamppost. <laughs> In Beckenham. See, there are a couple of people I didn't invite to my stag team, mainly because I was kind of quite um, uh, an, an integral part to their displeasure on their own stag. <laughs> oh, I see. The one guy we cellophaned to a lamppost oh. in Nottingham while we all went into a karaoke bar. Oh, that's and, mean. And the, and the, the guy behind the bar was like, right, who, who's like in charge here? And I was like, well, I suppose maybe I, I helped cellophane him. To, and it was like industrial stuff. We got it from the kitchen uh, of the hotel that we were staying in. And he's like, uh, I think you better like go and undo your mate because because he was, he was we stripped him naked and cellophaned him to this lamppost oh. in the middle of Nottingham. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> the the barman said, I think you should go out there because there's this quite well known gay tramp picking a hole in the cellophane. Oh. And we were, oh, my mate Doug was like, Yeah, leave it a couple of minutes. We go out in a minute. We like finished singing Hotel California. Oh, and then we went out going. Oh. He's not coming. Sorry. Sorry, Alan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you only think Alan's not coming. Oh, <laughs> can I just say? What? I wasn't allowed on the stag day. No, not that you weren't allowed. Why wasn't? Well, I, my invite didn't arrive then. Yeah. I had to plan my own thing. Now you're going to be worse off for it. <laughs> but that was always, always going to be... I didn't know that it was going to be today, but I thought... That, well, no, that's jumping to conclusions. Anyway. So what's the worst hangover you've ever had? Oh. <laughs> I've got this one. I've got this one nailed as well. Cool. This is, uh, and I was thirty years old. It was Christmas Day morning, and it's all Dale Aston's fault because on Christmas Eve at home in Kent, uh, he came down to stay. We went out for his birthday. I remember up until about eleven o'clock at night, and the last thing I drank was literally like a pint of rum, and that was it. Oh. Well, about well, maybe half a pint of rum because the rest was Coca Cola, whatever. And I don't remember anything. In the morning, I woke up in like this camp bed um, next to my mum's bed, and she said, she said as I woke up, she said to me, "Mind that little bit of sick on the floor. I left that there for you to clear up." Oh. So I thought, I thought, okay, that's that sounds like I maybe got away with this. Bearing in mind it's Christmas Day morning, I get up, I go to the loo, I see my sister. She she's looking at me as if she wants to kill me, <laughs> and I come back to my mum, and I'm like, mum, like. Um, was I just sick the once? She goes, no, John. You've been <laughs> being sick on the hour, every hour since you got home. Oh. At one point, I had to get your sister because you were like a dead weight and I couldn't get you to the bathroom oh, no. in time. Oh. Like, oh. Oh, I've had one of those. That's so. a bad one. That's the worst, worst hangover. How about you, I've, I've had loads. I've had, I've had loads of those um, being sick every hour. I just think, this week. Yeah. <laughs> New Year's Day was the last one. That was dreadful. I felt awful after New Year's Day because we'd had such a big New Year's Eve at home. You know, when you have one of those nights at home that just then goes on till sort of seven in the morning or whatever. Um, but <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember Gareth's 30th at Rinky Dink? Yes. He did the mask, the mask I didn't come yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's the kind of thing, that's the kind of party that adds 10, ten years to your life. Yeah, so we went there and then we went back to his flat for the after party. Mm. And then I was there with Lisa and um, it was my brother-in-law's birthday party the next day. And so I got myself home at some point and, um, and then I threw up every sort of eight to ten minutes throughout the day. And then I was getting myself ready to go back out to the pub that night still. To Sundays. <laughs> like just, you know, when you've got nothing left. Oh, God. I felt dreadful that day. Is that day. a bad one? Yeah, most, a lot of my hangovers are just It's interesting, it was, it was a fancy dress, because my worst hangover ever is probably after a fancy dress night where me and my girlfriend went as Cosmic Boy and Cosmic Girl and she got this silver theatre paint and I 
basically was shaved myself very more bald than usual and completely covered every crevice with silver paint all the way down to here up here i had foil on the end of my fingers and stuff and i just looked completely like i was made out of silver yeah. but the problem with that stuff is it doesn't really dry mm. so you so i kind of couldn't touch anything for the whole night but i was drinking loads and i think between standing in this really weird upright position and being hammered drunk the next morning and maybe the fumes from the paint. I, I don't know. So were you drinking through a straw or something then? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't, because I just kept leaving theatre paint yeah. on everything. So yeah. I just kind of had to walk around like a <laughs> robot, not touching anything that whole night. So cool, yes. Practical, no. Yeah. Um, and it was probably the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. I will not forget it to the day. I can only describe it as somebody had removed my brain from my skull, so wrapped it with barbed wire mm. and pulled it very slowly, Ooh. tightly. That's what my head felt like. Yeah. Can I show you a little tip about getting when you have a headache? Oh, and this, oh, re and this really works. I know this guy. Yeah, this so does there's, work. There's a pressure point in between your thumb and forefinger. Mm. And uh, you can do it yourself as well, but it's better if somebody else does it. And if you've got a really bad headache, you can kind of move it around mm. in this spot until you can feel it really hurting. And it's not like really sore, but that's the pressure from your headache going. That's cool. And the longer you do it, the longer you do it. That is an acupressure technique. Yeah, and it's also good. a counter pressure point to stop the pain from here, somewhere over here. <laughs> I don't know where it is though, but I, when I was... Yeah, uh, but it, it, seriously, if you do get bad headaches from hangover, that is a very immediate from cure. From hangover. From hangover. Hangover. So for me these days, best hangover cure, as far as I'm concerned, mm. is just you drink a lot of water before you go to bed if you're not too drunk to forget to do that and just take painkillers do you know what's a very good hangover cure if you are fortunate enough to have this option is to just get into a swimming pool yes yes you know when you're on That's holiday it doesn't says. matter yeah. does it yeah. you just get yeah. in the pool the next day swim out the other side yeah gosh, i totally, yeah, totally yeah. agree with that really that good. works that works very well yeah, my sister is renowned for if she's got a really bad hangover and she does get up she'll be like on your case at six o'clock in the morning to try and get you go swimming yeah so here's another interesting um hangover fact so like i was saying earlier there's been very little research done on hangovers there was a very interesting article in, in wired magazine a few months ago about hangovers but i don't know if you remember that government advisory drug advisory guy that got fired david nutter no. Um, and he was the one Great who name. he was. I know he was the one who advised the government. It's probably about five or six years ago now. He says stuff like that. You know, a lot of the things that they've uh, classified as drug, you know, like ecstasy or whatever, aren't anywhere near as bad as alcohol. They should be yeah. declassified. Blah blah blah. And they ended up firing him as the because they couldn't. The government couldn't take that stance. Mm. Since then, he's gone on to do research about synth alcohols, synthetic alcohols, because there's basically a loads of different compounds that will give you the same effect as being drunk, mm. except that because they're synthesized in a certain way, you can counteract them with another drug. Yeah. And he currently reckons that there's a kind of synth alcohol he's created that will make you drunk, and then he could give you a pill that would make you sober yeah. again. Wow. I think that kind of stuff isn't that far away. Either. Yeah, even, right, yeah. even, even in foods, like I know that like in the US, the FDA is, I think they're starting to do clinical trials on food, which basically has a fat inhibitor. So you can eat like pizza every day of the week and never get fat. So the, the, the problem with the, both those kind of things, it's like, you know, electric cars. There's a lot of big companies that don't have no interest yeah. in not selling you alcohol. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. A, and the government has no interest either because if certainly yeah. in the UK, it's like 70% of that is tax. tax. Mm. So why, you know, so any synth alcohol type thing, but can yeah, you imagine be though, being able to take normal alcohol, drinks this stuff, and then just take a pill and be sober? Yeah. I mean, wasn't there? I'm sure there was a pill that came out that basically replaced the, is it like a serotonin replacement? 
it was like, I can't remember what it's called. There um, was that stuff that people used to say you should take if you've been out. So the other, the other part of Gavin's question is how do you deal with being out and being the sober one, the well, designated driver? Interesting, because I today am driving. Right, one designated another, driver. Yeah, I'm driving because I need to make sure that certain things happen at a certain point. Oh, and what? that we all get back in like in one piece. Don't reveal too much, don't yeah. reveal too much, don't show your hand. So, but everyone else around me will be getting leathered. Oh. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, yeah. Duff, don't worry. This oh, is all smoke and mirrors uh, anyway. You, you, what do you believe? What, yeah. what do you yeah, believe? I believe, that, I believe what she's saying there yeah. is true. But really, is, yeah. Jim, is Jim coming to take over well, no, the driving? He's, no, no, he's, he's definitely not. not. <laughs> no, he's definitely well, how do you know that? Everything has not. been a lie up until this point. Nah, I knew that was the truth. <laughs> it's like a game. So anyway. So I today will be that person. But that's fine, because the people that will be there and what we're doing... I will thoroughly enjoy every minute of it anyway. And it's all for you anyway. So but how do you deal with other people? I mean, in, in today's case, it probably won't be a problem. But what about other times you, know, you go out with work or friends and they're like, I'll go on, have a drink, have a drink, go on, go on, yeah. have a drink. Oh, come on, just one. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Go on, have yeah. a drink. Yeah, that's difficult. Is it's it bad to say that I've never been in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, but I see. I've always been the driver. Like I've out of our see. There's certain see. So I've got some advice here because there's certain ways you can always get out of it. If you're a parent, you can always just say, "Look, I've got kids to take yeah. care of," and people just back off. Mm. If you're driving, nobody will harass you. And this is the one I've said oh, this no, before. But that's the... not true because people will always say, "Go on, you can have one." I, I think they, do, do people still yeah, do that? They, oh. they still do that now. Because yeah. because I, I, I was going to say the third one, which always works for me, is you just play the antibiotics card. Yeah, that's to say I'm on antibiotics, yeah. and they're like, "Oh right, okay," which is rubbish because most antibiotics you can drink on anyway. Yeah. It's only a handful yeah, that you shouldn't got, drink. Most are more but, fun to drink on. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but, pe- but people just back off at that point immediately. Yeah. They're just like, oh, "All right, fine, he's on antibiotics." Mm. Yeah. So what I found because like last year, I was one of my thirty day challenges was to drink no alcohol. Mm. Um, I did struggle with people wanting me to drink all the time, like testing me, yeah. challenging me. But what was worse was um, I would drink non-alcoholic beer thinking that I've got a pint of beer in my hands, people will leave me alone. Mm. But then someone wants to go to the bar and you say, yeah, can I have a, a Beck's Blue or a bit of a drive? And they're, and they're outraged. They are more outraged by you having a non-alcoholic beer than yeah. by you asking for it's an like orange Dale. juice. Yeah. It's like Dale, you used to go in there and you'd say like, oh, that, they just give me like a Diet Coke or something. He's like, no. I know, yeah, he's like, yeah, but he'd be more angry if you asked for a non-alcoholic beer. This is this oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, he'd be you can get away with an orange juice, but not with a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. I don't know why. A couple of years ago, I think it was like the World Cup rugby or something, and I went to a shop and I got loads of snacks in because we were going to watch it at home. And I saw this beer, and it was like a six-pack for about two pounds. I was like, result, take that. Got home, got myself all comfy on the sofa. It's bloody non-alcoholic beer. Of course it was so cheap. Rubbish. Did it say it on the bottle? Yeah, it said it all over the box. But I just looked at the price. I don't mind a bottle of cheap Wow, five p. Skull. We worked out that you could um, you can get drunk from non-alcoholic beer if you drink like a hundred bottles of it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> because it's not completely non-alcoholic. It's like point zero five percent. Are you they, sure? Yeah, no, no they, they, they can't get you can't fully get rid of the alcohol really? because of the process. Yeah. But it's point zero five percent. It's it's less than half a percent. Yeah. So it's so it's pretty much. 
you know, it's like may contain nuts, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sort no, of thing. I see, with our, fr- our friend group, like our close friend group, I could quite happily go out and not drink and just laugh just as much as when we all go out and get hammered. Yeah, true. But there are That's certain cool. groups of people that when they get drunk... But would that be because of the nitrous oxide? Yeah, but there are some people that if they get drunk, I just think, oh, I can't take it. I'm just a bit of an idiot. Yeah. Not yeah. you. Not <laughs> <people>. <laughs> I mean, but would you turn down an evening out or a weekend out or something because you didn't want to be the person not drinking? No. Well, it depends who it's with. Mm, I think I'd find it tricky. Yeah, if I'm being honest, yeah. I think I'm well, because because I know you were like when you were having your leg problems. There yeah. were a couple of occasions where I think you sort of backed out from going out because yeah, partly because of the leg, but also because you knew you couldn't drink and yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and we do have some friends who are difficult to handle in <laughs> situations like that. Mm, thanks for moving to Australia, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. I, I know I, I can. If you don't really know me and I'm drunk and you just have had the um, misfortune of meeting me and you're sober, then you might as well just sit in the corner and for a couple of hours and just let me get it all off my chest, whatever it is I need to say. <laughs> That's why we get on so yeah. well. So. I can see people glazing over. <laughs> so I think it might be time. I think we covered that one quite well, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think it might be time for a question of conscience. Okay. Yeah. So, this is another work-related one. What do you do when you can plainly see one of your work colleagues skiving off? In the office. In the office. Just in general, in and around the workplace. They're not coming in, or they are taking extra long lunch breaks, or they are just not doing their work because you can see from across the room that they've got, whether it's a game or YouTube or just something non-work-related... Bearing in mind, of course, that everybody does non-related work, non-work-related stuff. Everybody does it at some point during the day. It's a sort of world we live in. But to a certain point, I work in an office where, I mean, I'm I'm a supervisor at work, so I do have... Do you supervise this person? uh, I pretty much supervise everybody, but I'm not... My my supervision is on more from a work level, not a disciplinary level, although I could sort of push it to that. But I can't fire someone, for instance. But I could take something to HR... Um, but if they're not doing their work, then that does become my concern. But from, you know, I'm not the kind of person, I don't want to be, you know... Do you get on, you get on well with this person? I get on well with pretty much everybody at work, yes. So yeah. it's not... So it's not that, I, I, I like, I like them. Yes, it does. Well, it affects everybody's job. Have you said um, anything to them directly? Uh, yes. Said stuff to them directly. The problem is, from where I sit in the room, I can see everybody's monitors, pretty much. And you can just tell everybody's working and one person isn't. Mm. You know? And it's quite... Is he good at the work that he does do? When he puts his mind to it, yes. See, if I saw saw somebody skiving off or not taking their job seriously, but it it wasn't affecting me, then I wouldn't do anything. Because it's not... Mm. If it wasn't affecting If it was affecting me, or if I was... If I was getting told off for not doing work, um, then that would bother me. But if it doesn't really affect me or it doesn't cause me a problem, then I'll just let them get on with it. Yeah, I'd be the same. But if it was affecting my work, yeah, then I would I would probably say something to the person first. Right. Um, and then see how, he see how they took see, it. See how they react to Which it. Which sounds like you've already done that. Yeah, I mean, one of the things is that, you know, there if there's so much work that 
they can't, you know, they'll do all the work that they get, but then you have a situation when they don't have anything immediate to do, so they just basically, you know, slack off. Whereas if I've got no immediate pressing delivery or deadline work to do, I will get a foot up on the next thing because we've all got work to keep us busy till the end of the TV show. Do you know what I mean? I don't have to wait for everything to become an emergency Mm -hmm. to start doing it, but but not everybody's like that. And there's some Mm -hmm. people who just will not take ownership over what they do they won't yeah, move forward and stuff and that's the harder one to deal with because yeah, they could, they, they'll they turn around and say well yeah I don't have to do that till Friday mm. so, but it doesn't mean that you should sit there watching videos now yeah. <laughs> do you know, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like, be, but, better but, to get it all done now and then you've got truly yeah, got nothing but to no, do I think, I think honestly we're in a minority of people who think like that I think mm. like that want to if they get a job they do it straight away until it's finished and yeah. then they start mm. something else that, like, I don't do that. I know you don't do that no. at work, and I don't do that at work. What yeah. you don't? And I'd probably be, probably be, yeah, I'd rather get it done. Yeah, me too. And ready, but ready if, it's to the, if somebody sits there and thinks, I don't need to do it till Friday, so therefore I'm not doing it till Friday, it's only going to affect them, isn't it? Because so I let it Well, you. the thing is, it, it, there's a strange knock on effect that's quite. So I've, there's a very high chance that I might go into the office this afternoon mm. to get something done which wasn't done last week. And it's not because of any of these people, but it is a sort of knock on effect. That's mm. happened because something happened a week yeah, ago that caused a delay. Now we're behind schedule. And when, when you get behind schedule, it's not because of any one person, but it's an accumulation of stuff. Mm. But now I'm having to put in extra time yeah, to bring us right. back on schedule. And then that makes me angry. When I come in tomorrow and I see that person just on Facebook, yeah. and I've been working on the weekend. Do you know what I mean? Just make sure he knows that you worked on the weekend. Yeah, and they'll probably just shrug their shoulders. Most, I, think my, I, think, I think it takes a really weird kind of person not to appreciate that. I think if you if 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 I was in your situation and I was the person not doing the work and someone came in to me and said I came in I came in at the weekend because you didn't do x y and z I'd feel pretty fucking yeah. shit about it. And I feel um I feel as well one of the differences whether people are on PAYE i.e. they're full-time contracted or they're contractors mm. I find that contractors work are, are, well they're less likely to slack off because yeah, they're um, easier to get rid of. Yes, they are. You don't you don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're on PAYE, you know you can literally call in sick for no reason. It's not a problem. I can't call in sick because I don't get paid if I if I call in sick. You know, so I can't just pull a sickie. It's mm. simple. If I come in at lunchtime, I will lose half a day. So that quite annoys me when I see people just doing that mm. because they can get away with it. So I should just say something. Yeah. Oh, all right. So. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That person probably doesn't listen to this podcast. So it's not you, Dave. (laughs) Because Dave's probably thinking I'm talking about him. (laughs) I'm not talking about you, Dave. Get back to YouTube, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. get back to YouTube, Dave. (laughs) So there are quite a few people at the office who listen to this. So so they're all probably listening. Is he talking about me? Is he talking about me? (laughs) One of you, he is. (laughs) One of you is. uh, Yeah. So that's it. That's all I have to say on that. Oh, thank on you. That. So, do you, I just want to. You, oh, you said previously you work with family and stuff. So I work you, with family. So, right so, so they don't slack off then. Not no at one. all. They're all hard, efficient workers, and I love them dearly. So, <laughs> but what about? Because we were talking about your employer yesterday. We'll remain nameless, um, and um, one of your colleagues was saying that you know uh, the opportunities to work from home and work at the office were quite flexible, quite wide. 
um, which does lead to opportunities where you could effectively say you're working from home and not being and stuff. Not that people do, and he wasn't suggesting that anyone was, but we were discussing the intricacies of being able to work from home. Mm. So, yeah, I don't really. I found last year working from home one of the hardest things. I found that really difficult when I had my when I smashed my leg up. Right. I'd much rather work in the office. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I find that really tricky. Yeah, I'd I'd I'd, I'd rather long term definitely. I mean, the, the odd one thing here and there where I have to because of. I don't know, some reason or another. But long-term was not any... Not I just don't like working at home. The only benefit to me working from home is I would do every chore in the house I wouldn't have done normally. Yeah. Because I don't want to do my work. Like, oh, dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wipe the floor by, you know, with yeah. a cloth. I'm going to go on my knees and scrub. With a cloth. You know, with a cloth. <laughs> with a grapefruit. <laughs> 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 Daniel's son. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of our uh, of our podcast, and and I'm not I don't mean to be happy, but I'm quite looking forward to the end. All right, because of the surprise. Yes. Right. So before we go, it was pointed out that we've recently stopped giving out contact details. So huh? um, contact details, you can call and leave a message: oh two oh eight one two three six zero three four. Um, or you can send an email to groundleverpod at gmail.com or you can visit our Facebook Facebook page which is uh, Ground Level Podcast yeah on Facebook oh, sorry, uh, just, just find us on Facebook yeah. there you go and we've got a Twitter feed Ground Level Pod or you can go on, on the little podcast app on your iPhone as well which we found the other day Oh yeah, and yeah. Subscribe, so it's subscribe the, yeah, through the, that. Yeah, you can, oh, definitely subscribe through iTunes or to subscribe through the podcast app. You'll find us here and SoundCloud. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, if you're listening to this, you've got one of those methods anyway. So, right there, you go. So until next time, listeners. Well, yeah. I'm sure Dan will be back for a good old moan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Farewell. Bye. Bye. Wearing pure disguise It camouflage their eyes All around the spies No one realizes Oh no It just depends how close The ground level you are So get on a train of thought The producers of this podcast would once again like to remind listeners that nothing we said should be considered medical advice.